One little act of kindness can go a long, long way. Two little acts of kindness can brighten anyone's day. Three little acts of kindness can make a beautiful sound. Many acts of kindness help the world go round. All right. Welcome back to Tell Me What Happened, the podcast that features folks from all walks of life telling us one childhood experience and how that event impacted who they are today. I'm your host, Jay Rehack, and like you, I've had my share of childhood experiences that have impacted who I am today. Some of those experiences were quite painful, some were pleasurable, but I like to think that whatever happened to me back in the day has helped make me a better person. Tell Me What Happened is sponsored by Sidelining Publishing, publishers of quality books, including Susan Salador's classic, One Little Act of Kindness. Tell Me What Happened is also sponsored by LaughSaver.com. Visit LaughSaver.com and record your laughter. We'll keep it for you, now and forever. It's free, and your children, and your grandchildren, and your great-grandchildren will appreciate it. That's LaughSaver.com. LaughSaver.com BTW, LaughSaver is available as an app on your Apple iPhone and Android phones. All right, today I have as my guest a good friend of mine, a man I've known for many years, Mark Renz, a retired Chicago Public High School history teacher and administrator. He is married with a wonderful wife and daughter. His journey to his life as a history teacher began back in elementary school. Welcome, Mark Renz. Thanks, Jay. Glad to be with you today. Uh, I'm a lifelong Chicagoan, and I grew up on the south side of Chicago in the back of the yards neighborhood in the 1950s and 60s. If the wind was blowing just the right way, you could smell the stockyards. That's how close we were. The stockyards were located around 43rd and Halstead, which was about two miles from where I lived. At the time, you also could hear the scoreboard go off at Comiskey Park after the White Sox hit a home run for their fireworks display because we were that close to the ballpark. So that's kind of the area of Chicago I grew up in. Every great journey begins with the first step. My first step in education was September of 1955. I went to PM Kindergarten at Hedges Elementary School, which was located at 4800 South Winchester. No such thing as a charter school. No such thing as a magnet school. They were neighborhood schools so you went to the school closest to your house my first year in school was that september and i'll be honest with you i may have some type of record here i have gone to school for 51 consecutive years in september you can add it up nine years of elementary school four years of high school four years of college and 34 years as a high school teacher and assistant principal in the Chicago public school system. Kindergarten, what do I remember? Only thing I remember about kindergarten is that we took a nap every day. My teacher was Miss Beth May Nagel. My progress was satisfactory, but history teachers are born and this was the beginning of my education, but more about history is coming. After finishing kindergarten year, my parents enrolled me at St. Cyril's Catholic Elementary School, which was located at 50th and Hermitage in the back of the yards neighborhood. 
It was a small eight-classroom school, grades one through eight. The classes were very large, 40 students in each room. All the teachers were Franciscan nuns who lived in the convent that was right next to the school. I never gave any thought of the teachers all being nuns. That's just the way it was. But that changed, and this is the beginning of my journey. That changed when I entered third grade. Our teacher was a layperson, not a nun. Her name was Miss Marion Hessek, and her family's was members of the St. Cyril's Church Parish. She actually lived in the family home at the south end of the block of 50th and Hermitage, which is where the school was located. She simply walked out her front door, walked a half a block north, and she was at school each and every day. After struggling through rain, wind, and snow to get to work for 34 years, it's impossible to appreciate how close she lived and how nice that was. Being eight years old in third grade, I do remember her being a very kind and caring teacher. As the nuns at the school all went by their religious name, like Sister Anne or Sister Louise Marie, Miss Marion Hessick was simply Miss Marion. The school year ended, and it was time to move up to fourth grade and back to one of the Franciscan nuns as my teacher. Uneventful fourth grade, and it was time to move up to fifth grade. I truly do mean it was time to move up. St. Cyril's was two floors of school classrooms, and grades one through four were on the first floor, grades five through eight were on the second floor. So in September of 1960, I moved up to the fifth grade classroom, which was on the second floor. Well, to my surprise and my good fortune, my fifth grade teacher walked into the room, and it was Miss Marion. The seeds of me becoming a history teacher is now removed from the seed packet. Miss Marion, for some reason, took a liking to me, and I would become what at the time would be, to, would be referred to as a teacher's pet. Each teacher taught all their subjects to the class each and every year in that school. I remember for the first time we began studying history. Miss Marion got me interested in studying history. My fifth grade year coincided with the 100th anniversary of the beginning of the Civil War. So Miss Marion was instrumental in fostering my interest in history with lessons about the United States history. I did not put together the concept of my interest in history and becoming his teacher at that point. But unbeknownst to me, the acorn that turns into a mighty oak tree, the seed of me becoming a history teacher was planted into the ground. Now that planted history teacher seed needed to be watered to take root. Enter my dad. My dad, Raymond Renz, now enters the picture. He worked for a shipping company and a printing company called Cuneo Press. This was a company that printed textbooks as well as general interest books. Cuneo Press was located on the south side of Chicago near Halsted Street and Archer Avenue. My dad was always able to bring books home. One book that he gave me, which I still have, was about World War II and the Battle of Guadalcanal. My dad was a U.S. Marine in World War II who actually served at Guadalcanal in 1943. The seed planted to encourage me to study history by Miss Marion was taking root with my dad's help. Good fortune came my way via my dad as Cuneo Press printed the American People's Encyclopedia, all 20 volumes packed with information, everything from A to Z. This would be the 1960s version of Wikipedia. My dad acquired a set of encyclopedias for our home. Now, when Miss Marion taught history, I could go home and look it up in the encyclopedia. I was immersed in the Civil War 
as I mentioned previously, that 1961 was the 100th anniversary of the Civil War's beginning. I learned about Abraham Lincoln, Robert E. Lee, the Battle of Gettysburg. Learning about history and the Civil War was at my fingertips with the encyclopedias. The teacher seed began to emerge from the ground as a tiny sapling. Grade 5 turned into grade 6, that turned into grade 7. My interest in history continued. As most boys did in those days, I collected baseball cards. The current players were my idols, but my interest in history brought me back to the golden era of baseball. I used the encyclopedias to learn about the all-time greats like Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, and Cy Young. Crazy as it sounds, at the time, there were trading cards also available about pirates, and that led me to learn all about people like John Teach and Blackbeard, and it was my beginning of learning about world history. The tiny tree was beginning to have a leaf or two on it on my road to becoming a history teacher. The 1960s were a time for kids to have coin and stamp collections, and I learned all about the world via stamps. And I once had an 1804 large cent, which was what we would today call a penny, but it was the size of a quarter. As a budding historian, I held the coin in my hand and said to myself, wow, Thomas Jefferson could have held this coin. My interest in history was expanding. Jumping to eighth grade, Sister Patrona is our teacher, but in a move that never happened before, Miss Marion came into our classroom to be our history teacher. We studied U.S. history that year, and two things stand out in my mind from that school year. First, Friday, November 22nd, 1963. The first Roman Catholic president, John F. Kennedy, was assassinated. It was one of those days in history, like 9-11, when you remembered where you were and what you were doing at that fateful moment. It was after lunch, and we were in our classroom when the news came out. Miss Marion brought in a black and white television on a large cart so we could watch the events unfold. It was a dramatic and heartbreaking day. Again, this enhanced my interest in history through her. The second event in eighth grade that steered me toward history was part of our class's ongoing cycle of student debates, usually four students on either side of a controversial topic. The topic was proposed, and this one immediately got my attention. Should a woman be president of the United States? This is 1964 and way before women's lib, for sure. I made a bid to be on the team that was anti-woman for president, but failed to secure a spot on that team. There was mega competition to be on that side of the argument. So in true spirit of the legal profession, of being able to argue either side of an argument, I joined the side that favored a woman being president of the United States. Definitely a controversial move on my part. Being in favor of a woman president was not a popular side to take. So getting on that side of the argument was pretty easy. I do not remember how the debate turned out, but again, my interest in history was magnified by Ms. Marion's tactic of getting students involved in current events. The history teacher in me continued to grow. We did have a career fair when I was in eighth grade. I actually remember going to a meeting and becoming a pharmacist, but it really was not a career path that interested me too much because of its math and science component. Eighth grade graduation took place, time for high school. High school came along and went freshman year, English, algebra, general science, Latin, typing, no history class, sophomore year, civics, but we didn't do much in Father Lawrence's class than read from the textbook. But things took a big turn in my favor in junior year. It was time for U.S. history. The teacher, Father Novak, approached the subject like a college class, thus taking lecture notes every day. My interest in history was revived. 
for senior year, my schedule was wide open for electives. So I was able to take sociology, geography, and contemporary history. I was hooked. I remembered Miss Marion had always encouraged me to do my best in school. And I saw her periodically at church events, and she was always encouraging me to give 100% effort. Senior year was my best year in high school. I was finally able to take classes that interested me. It was my high school junior year and senior year experiences in social studies classes that sealed the thought in my mind that Miss Mary, my great elementary school teacher, who instilled a love in history in me, and I decided that I should become a history teacher. There was a career day for seniors in my final year of high school at St. Rita. I went to a meeting to become an agent for the FBI. There were so many guys that wanted to be at that meeting, they had to have it in the gym. We sat in the bleachers. But the other meeting I went to was in a classroom, and it was for becoming a teacher. My fate was sealed. Good fortune enters the picture in my senior year of high school. There was a gigantic teacher shortage in the late 1960s. The state of Illinois was awarding teacher training scholarships to high school students who would be able to attend a state school free of charge with a teacher training scholarship. Each high school was awarded one scholarship for every 100 students enrolled in the school. Well, St. Rita at the time had an enrollment of about 2,000 students, so there were about 20 scholarships up for grabs. I heard the PA announcement about the scholarship program, went to the main office, put my name on the list for students interested in obtaining one of the scholarships. Here's an amazing part, no interview. I believed that I had to submit a transcript to be considered. I simply got a letter in the mail saying, you have been awarded a teacher training scholarship by the state of Illinois. Amazing. Now I can go to college for free. But where do I go to school? Easy choice for me. I live near Chicago Teachers College, which is located at 6900 South Stewart Avenue at that time on the south side of Chicago. My Chicago Teachers College application was three pages and it folded out. The last page was an essay. Why do you want to become a teacher? I have no recollection of what I wrote, but would love to see that letter today. High school graduation had my history teacher tree growing toward the sunlight. While at Teachers College, I kept getting encouragement from Miss Marion as I saw her from time to time at church events. She was always in my corner. There were 43 students in my eighth grade classroom, and to my knowledge, two of us became teachers. I think that would have made her proud to know the career path that I chose. Chicago Teachers College was a perfect fit for me. I was finally in a position to take classes that interested me heavy on history, political science, geography, and education, and light on my least favorite subjects, math and science. I did my best academic work of my life in college and graduated with high honors. That fall, I began working in Chicago Public Schools as a substitute teacher, eventually becoming a history teacher at Gage Park. The history teacher in me was beginning to be established. Then on to teaching history at Hyde Park High School, and eventually becoming an assistant principal at Whitney M. Young Magnet High School. Sometimes you have an aha moment and it's immediate and things happen for you. But my aha moment simmered over a long period of time before it became a reality. I thank Miss Marion for planting a seed in my mind to learn about history. I was able to become a history teacher because of her nurturing style, her example as being a superior teacher, and her never-ending encouragement that put me on the path to my career as a teacher. I enjoy teaching history and always strive to keep my students interested in learning about the past. After 34 years at the Chicago Public Schools, my tree was matured, and it was time to leave education to the younger trees in the forest. It was time for retirement, and that's my story. Well, thank you, Mark.
I know you as an assistant principal over at Whitney Young because I work with you. So uh, I didn't know your story. I thank Miss Marion for starting you on that path. And I think that all of the experiences that you articulated in terms of even your father working at a printing press and bringing home books that sort of sparked your further interest. I understand the metaphor pretty clearly. I think I get why, you know, how it's impacted your life because it really was your professional life, don't you think? Very much so. I had great role models, and she was my favorite teacher of all time. She was a great role model, and, you know, my dad pitched in and helped me by bringing those encyclopedias home and always encouraging me. And here's a great story. I have all of his memorabilia from World War II, and on his intake sheet with the United States Marine Corps, he had to answer a bunch of questions. They asked him what his favorite school subject was. He checked the box and wrote down history. All right. He, so never, ch- he never mentioned it to me, but I just learned that by reading it. Chip off the old block. Do you know if Miss Marion's still alive, by the way? Well, uh, I'm going to say she'd have to be around 90 now, so I'm going to I'm going to guess that she did become a principal of a Catholic school in the suburbs after Saint Cyril School closed. All right. Big shout out to Miss Marion Hasek if you're out there. Thank you so much for giving us Mark Renz, history teacher extraordinaire. Thank you, Mark, also for coming on the show and detailing your journey into your profession. Thanks also to our sponsors, Sidelining Publishing, publishers of quality books, including Susan Salador's classic, One Little Act of Kindness, and LaughSaver.com. Visit LaughSaver.com and record your laughter or the laughter of someone you love. You can also download the LaughSaver app on your Android or Apple iPhone. All right, I'm going to end this show a little bit differently this time. In honor of Mark and his profession, I'm going to end it with the song that has a little bit of history to it. It's called, When Will She Come Down? And it tells the story of Amelia Earhart. And we all do wonder when she'll come down. So until next time, this is Jay Rehack asking you all to please stay safe out there and try not to hurt anybody. Thank you.